0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: You're listening to the (laughs) DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network.
0: Hey Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the Finn Fans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank the Dolphins Talk Network for their support. Uh, make sure to check them out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another FinFans podcast. This afternoon, I've got the Rigonis with me. Uh, Chris and Lewis. how are you, Lewis?
1: I'm um, great.
2: Hello, 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 Dolphins.
0: Chris, how are you doing?
2: Feeling good. We're another week closer, baby
0: we are i mean it's the real deal now right training camp
2: <laughs> yeah training camp today
0: yeah today uh, the veterans i think report tomorrow if i'm not mistaken we'll but get- uh yeah i mean you know it's going to be an exciting training camp we've got some position battles to look at we've got some uh, uh news stories to look at so you know I, a lot of stuff going on uh Let's start off with Alvin Cook. Uh, He made an announcement in the press yesterday. Chris, you want to go over that?
2: Um, Yeah, he was. He had an interview with Rich Eisen, and he said pretty much that we haven't offered him a contract yet. Um, I don't know how true or not that is, but um, well, that
0: contradicts stories that were written earlier.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's you know, this is all. They're all trying to use this as leverage right now. I mean, all these reports that he may be going to the Jets or the Bills or the Patriots, I think it's all just smoke and mirrors. Well,
1: what's going to get the Dolphins motivated, right? Him talking about signing with a rival team or a division team. That makes all the sense in the world. I mean, his agents, you know, this could be a game that they're playing, you know? Who the hell knows? How many times have we been down this road before? It's leverage. That's all with guy yeah exactly with guys oh you know they're thinking about coming here coming in the end, you know we've got a good solid uh, roster. if we don't get them, we don't get them. Would he be an upgrade to some extent? yes you know, but the bottom line is is that we've got guys that are capable. I think Mozart is an exceptional player and think about it if you bring cook in. You know how many carries are we going to see out a chain, right? How many carries are we going to see out of these other guys that are making money on our roster? Um, it's kind of it's going to be an overloaded backfield. You know, no, if he comes
0: in, somebody's gone.
1: Somebody will be gone, but I think it's going to be more so a guy like a Gaskin or an Ahmed, Mike. Right? You know, of course. I mean, unless of course they can trade Jeff Wilson and get something for him. I mean I don't think you get rid of Mozart because you know he is I think the best running back on the roster right now and you know if of course they do sign Cook and he gets hurt you know you've kind of got a, p- a few steps backwards if in fact that you know he gets hurt and you have to replace him so you know I think it's the bottom guys Mike more so that you're going to see um yeah no I agree you know fall off which you know I mean, do, do we really concern ourselves with that at this point? Probably not. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be there strictly for depth, I would think, you know. I'm
0: going to put you on the spot a little bit, Lewis. Did they sign him?
1: I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, not unless every – I mean, a lot of pieces have to fall into place, right? I mean, first of all, you've got 31 other teams in the NFL, right? That's the first thing. So you are competing. And every single day, things change in regard to injuries and so on and so forth. I mean, if a team loses, a playoff team loses, their are number one, then obviously they're going to pursue this guy. And he's probably smart by waiting. You know, I mean, first of all, he doesn't have to work out. He doesn't yeah. have to start training camp. He can sit for a couple of weeks and say, you know what, I'll just go in in a few weeks from now. Now, that doesn't necessarily help the team. That he may be signing with because he's, you know, obviously he's got to get used to their game plans and, you know, their, their, their play calling, so on and so forth. So it doesn't necessarily help the team, but it does, you know, it does benefit him. You know, that's a couple of weeks of work he doesn't have to deal with, right, as a veteran running back. So
0: Yeah, and, and excessive heat. I mean, it's been really hot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, honestly, I, I really don't see him coming here. I think there's, you know, there's other needs. Would I love to have him? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he adds another dimension to the offense uh, that you'd love to see. I mean, I was just watching that quarterback show, and, um, you know, I saw Cousins throw a screen to him uh-huh. in that comeback game against Indianapolis, and he took it 70, 70 yards to the house. I mean, yeah. he's that type of guy. So, yeah, I'd love to have him, but – um I don't think it's going to happen. But who knows?
2: Do you, Chris? I actually do. I mean, given with what just happened with Saquon Barkley, um he signed it says a 1-year deal up to 11 million. Yeah. So I mean, the market's still not great and I mean, I think we can offer him enough to where, you know, he'll want to come. I mean, if one of these teams that are not as good with more money offer him a boatload of money and he takes it, I mean, I don't blame him for that, but I still think that we have a pretty good shot at landing him.
1: Well, what can we offer him? I mean, how much money, Mike, can we, you know, because the financial aspect of it I never follow, so I don't know what we're capable of giving him.
0: We have a little over $13 million available to spend uh, okay. right now, but they, they could always free up cap room. we cutting a couple of players, you know.
2: I think the number that we should stick around is eight. Around eight. I mean, I wouldn't want to give them too much more than that because we still could sign somebody else or even roll over the cap well, have to next to bring year.
0: Money into the season, you know. For, yeah. because If somebody gets injured, they've got to replace them, and they exactly, got to have money yeah. to do that.
2: Yeah, that's why. I mean, I don't. Obviously, I don't want us to use ten. Any ten or over. I mean, I think seven or eight is the magic number. And with no state taxes, I mean, that's still what does that equal out to? If we give them eight, it'll be around nine or ten from another team. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that running
1: back position is really interesting in regard to, you know, the money being What's thrown, happening? At, thrown at these guys. I mean, you know, when you get a veteran guy like this, you know, that's, that's got a little mileage on him, um, you know, that's what they look at. You know, guys tend to break down around, you know, around, <laughs> around this point of their career, right? How many seasons is he in now, Cook? What season would this be? Any, any idea, guys, as to what? I want to say
2: around six. I think so. Yeah. It's probably I a mean, seventh.
1: So, I mean, you know, that that's kind of long in the tooth for a running back, you know? I mean, that, not everybody's Frank Gore, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> we could agree with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he's going into a seventh season this year. Yeah. Seventh season. 27 so. years old, which is right around, you said, the time where. Running backs tend to start breaking down. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of mileage, a lot of mileage. I mean,
1: he's you know, I don't think he's had a season to where you know he's missed a ton of time. You know, um, he's got set, you know six solid years underneath him. So, um, you know, all of these factors come into play, and um, you know, let's you know, let's see what happens. I That's mean, why
0: your GM makes money, right?
1: Exactly, absolutely. I mean, this guy. He, he has had uh, close to 1,300 carries in his career. And the last four years, just listen to these, 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 uh, these carries per, per, per year. So 250, 312, 249, and 264 the last four years. This guy's carried the ball at least 250 times four straight years. That is a lot yep. of carries, a lot yep. of carries. So, you know, the good thing is he stayed healthy, right? Yeah, he's played the sure. majority of the games. And, um, you know, he's missed, he missed a few games in 2021. It looks like he missed three or four games that year. But otherwise, um, you, know, he's been, you know, he's been there. You know, last year he started all 17 games for him. 264 carries. So, yeah. Uh, Be nice to have him.
0: It'd be nice to have him, but uh, there's other teams that would like to have him as well. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. I think from a cap standpoint, the Patriots are in a better position than we or the Jets are.
2: Right. Um,
0: So, anyway, Connor Williams, does he show up and does he practice?
1: He is showing up, but I don't think he's practicing, right?
0: Well, we'll see. But that's the question,
1: you know. Uh-huh. He is showing up. Wilkins is showing up, and who's the third one, Mike? That um, Sealer. Sealer. You know, all three of them are there. I mean, I think me and you talked about this earlier in the week that you know it makes sense for them to show up because they're getting um, fine 50 k. Yeah, I think Every so. day they don't yeah. show up, something to that effect. It may, so, move,
0: it may escalate. I don't know exactly what it goes to or how it goes, but I know it's at least 50 grand
1: a day. Yeah, so you'd be a fool not to show up. I mean, now, like you said, I mean, what they do is they show up and they just stand they hold on the sidelines and pick yeah, they their they hold ass, Yeah, in basically. instead of holding out. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, at least they'll, they'll be there. They'll be part of, you know, the equation as far, even if it's just standing on the sidelines. But at
0: least they're getting the mental work.
1: Yeah. Do you guys think that, um, you know, in regard to all three situations that we're going to sign these guys to multi-year contracts? I mean, what are your thoughts on that, guys?
2: I think Connor Williams and Wilkins for sure. I mean, I'd love to see us bring Siler back too, because he is an anchor in the middle and a big part of what we do as far as our rush defense. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I think that we, I think Connor Williams is going to be the first one that we sign. I mean, Wilkins doesn't seem to be too worried about it. I mean, he's going to report to camp and approach the game how he always does, and I love that energy. But Williams seems to be a little bit more on the disgruntled side, so I'm hoping that they handle that sooner than later.
0: Well, you know, one guy is a first-round pick, and the other guy, you know, it w- wasn't as far as we're concerned. So. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got to figure Wilkins knows he's going to get his money, whether it be here or anywhere else, you know?
1: Yeah, right. and probably Williams too, Mike. Um, probably. You know, I mean, you can't undervalue, you know, that center position. I mean, you know, we struggled since Pouncey left at that position, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who do we have, Dieter, a couple of years back? Holy shit, that guy, <laughs> where is he now? <laughs>
0: Well, he was with us until this past offseason.
1: Yeah, he went from a starting center to being just, I mean, literally absolute on this team last year. I mean, I don't think he played it down, did he?
0: No, I don't think so either.
1: And with all the injuries to Armstead and everybody else, um, you know, Austin Jackson, this guy still didn't get any playing time. No, I think
0: they looked at him and said, you can't play.
1: (laughs) No, but, you know, again, you know, we went from him being our starting center to, uh, you know, to not even playing last year. So, you know, we can't undervalue that position. Do you remember last preseason, guys, with him where he was snapping balls all over the place yes, and there course. was this major concern? And, you know, what did we see at once all last year? Yeah, it was the a games. Yeah, It, it was not a problem in the least. So, um, you know, we can't you know, undervalue. know, he had a few him.
0: that were low that two had to go down and grab. But, you yeah. know, that's, that's- yeah. Yeah. not I mean, many.
1: It wasn't glaring by no means. You know, I don't even remember all that. I remember one that was really
2: bad, but other than that, not many. I remember a few, but definitely not more than you can count on your hand. uh Uh-huh. Five.
0: So how much more comfortable is Tua running this offense in his second year than he was in his first year?
1: Well, we haven't seen it. So we don't know yet. Well, how much
0: more comfortable do you think he'll be? That's really the question.
2: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Go ahead, Chris. I think he's going to be a lot more comfortable, especially with us bringing back pretty much the same guys. I mean, that third receiver is definitely going to be a question as to who it is. But I mean, we've seen him work good with Craig Craft. Um, I've seen. I mean, obviously it's just clips and stuff, but it looks like him and Chosen are getting on the same page.
0: Yeah, there's some talk that they've had a good connection.
2: Mm-hmm. And with the more balanced offense attack, I mean I think, I think we're going to see Tua take a huge step this year. I really do.
1: yeah, I mean he has to, right? I mean he absolutely has to. I mean he's got to make a big step forward if this team has any chance of going deep into the playoffs and possibly the Super Bowl I mean if he gets to another level and he did take steps forward last year, you know um, you know we give him a lot of uh, a lot of shit but you know, at the same token, you know, he did step up and he played much better than he did his first couple of seasons. So, you know, you want to see another step. You want to see him get to that next level to where he's talked about, much like Burrow, Mahomes, those type of guys in the NFL. That's where you want to see him get to. And, um, you know, if in fact he does that, then, um, you know, we're going to be in pretty doggone good shape. I mean, you know, he's, he's going to be the guy without a doubt, you know, that's going to make or break us this season as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, I think that it will be helpful, you know, in regard to the fact that he is coming back with, you know, with the same coaching staff and the same the – same, basically the same personnel. I mean, obviously we added A-Chain and we added Chosen and Barrios. Um, they replaced some other guys that we had here last year. Are they going to be, you know, are, are they going to be upgrades or not? We'll, we'll see. You know, EZE is another guy that, you know, you would hope would step up. So, I mean, you know, we, we have some things that we didn't have last year um, that, that we're going to be working with, that he's going to have to work with. So hopefully, you know, that, that's, a, that's a help. You know, that'll help him just the same.
0: We've talked about this probably three or four times already, but uh, one of the battles in camp is going to be that third receiver. And uh, I think, you know, we have to see how that goes. Uh, You know, Robbie Chosen can play inside or outside. He probably has a slight advantage, Uh, but you've also got Cedric Wilson, assuming he stays on the roster. Um, And I think he will because they don't save a whole lot letting him go. Uh, And you've got Braxton Barrios and Eric Uzukama and River Cratecraft. So all these guys are going to battle for that third spot. And uh, I kind of like, you know, Chosen or Barrios, one one of the two. But if Uzukama comes on, that's probably best case scenario. What do you guys think?
2: I agree. Um, I think one name also to look out for that's fighting for a roster spot that may end up making a difference is Daywood Davis. He's a rookie from Western Kentucky. Uh-huh. He's from Broward County as well, and I've seen a few clips of him making some nice catches and stuff. So, I mean, we have we definitely have a lot of playmakers. I what think- about
1: Daniel's guy Sanders? Who? <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't, he's he's gonna get buried and probably end up getting cut. Um, he's a
0: kicker, isn't he?
2: Brann-Lin no, he's Sanders? talking about Braylon Sanders. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> But um <laughs> I think Robbie Chosen is gonna take that third position, like you said, Mike. I mean, he can that plays took me
0: seriously there. <laughs> he well, can that's... play
2: the outside, he can play in the slot, and I think what what I think that we're gonna end up doing more is having Robbie Chosen playing on the outside and moving in Waddle to the slot. I mean that first That'd year with Tua was it was awesome. I mean, he, he was always there, he was always open, he was always there for Tua to check the ball down too. I mean Actually, I like that yeah, for sure i mean
1: yeah, and he then he can do the uh medium routes as well, and exactly. um, you know just take it to the house if they're concerned with the outside guys you know to to a great extent i mean this this is the way I'm looking at it, right I mean. You almost want it by committee, don't you? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think there's there's a guy that's gonna separate himself all that much from the other guys when you look at this group, right? I think you're gonna see a mixture of guys and I think that benefits too and I think it benefits us as an offense. If you sure if you mix in, you know, you don't know who to go go to. You know, if you got chosen and Barrios both on the field in four receiver sets with two starters. And even Craycraft, um, you know, he proved that when he's throwing the ball, he catches it and yep. he can make plays. So, even in the
2: red zone, too, for Craycraft. Yeah.
1: And again, if he – yeah, exactly. And if E, you know, steps forward, you know, you could have just a bunch of different guys, you know, contributing. You know, it throws a lot of different looks and a lot of different concerns for a team that's playing against us, a defense that's – trying to defend us if in fact we you know we have just a bunch of different guys that that two is looking at and that's what you want you know you you don't want them to be predictable to where okay we know what chosen and and hill are going to do on the outside and we pretty much know what Uh, you know, if they do, in fact, move Waddle into the middle, what they're going to do. You know, you kind of want them doing a bunch of different things in a bunch of different formations. exactly, And confusing defenses, you know. So, uh, we'll see.
0: Can Devani chain carry over his spring performance?
1: Did he have a good spring? He did.
2: Did he? Good. Yeah. That's good.
0: Do you think he'll have an opportunity to win the starting running back job, assuming they don't go with Dalvin Cook?
2: I don't know about starting, but I definitely think that he's going to take on that second string role. I mean, one thing we saw with Mostert, again, as far as his whole career, too, is like if you give him too much, he'll break down. So, yep. I mean, especially if we don't end up getting Dalvin Cook, I want to see all three of these guys getting, you know, whoever they have, whoever has the hot hand at the moment, keep giving it to him. But I want to see I want to see what A-Chain could do in the passing game, third down game. And even between the tackles, like we were talking about on the last podcast, I mean, he's a smaller guy, but his running style and the way he runs, I mean, he can run in between the tackles too. So, I definitely think that he'll take that second string spot.
0: My biggest concern with A-Chain is can he pass protect?
1: Right. Well, if he's If ahead, he can, Mike.
0: then, then you know, he'll be a good solution.
1: hmm I think that, you know, if you, if you see him on the field, Mike, and obviously, you know, what, what a defense is showing – you know the quarterback, and our you know and our offensive coordinator. You know it, it'll depend on that, but I think for the most part, when this guy's on the field, he's going to be running patterns. You know, he's not going to be asked to do things that. um you I know, agree with that. He, to may, a point. Have, he yeah. may not. Yeah, right. I mean, there may be situations where he absolutely has to. You yes. know, if they're showing a full out blitz, right. but. But, you know, I think when you see this guy on the field, you know, I think you're going to see him running a lot of pass patterns. And you know what? When you look at this offense, right, and you look at the new additions, I mean, you know, he's the one guy that, you know, is kind of like an X factor, right? You just don't know. He really is. How he's going to be used or, you know, what they're going to do with him. And it's going to be really, really interesting. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to him. I mean, you know, past him, I mean, you know, Chosen and Barrios, you know, we kind of know what they are at this point in their career, right? Yep. You know, and everybody else on the roster, we know what they are. But I think A-Chain is a guy that, you know, you just don't know what you have McDaniel
0: in McDaniel does because he sure was excited when they drafted him.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. But again, Mike, you know, we, we've seen that type of stuff. You of know, course. Year in and year out. I mean, you know, it, it happens every single year. You get jacked up about a specific guy. And then, you know, they, they like fall at the wayside. I mean, last, last preseason, EZE e was just destroying it. And we were like, holy crap, I think we got a player here. And, you know, he had one catch the whole season. So, you know, I take all of preseason and mini camps and so on and so forth, you know, and all the reports that come out with a grain of salt, you know, until they get on the football field and they start actually playing NFL football games, you know, that's when you say, okay, well, we may have a player here when they start, you know, doing things in those, in those football games. Chris. Yes.
0: Quarterback two, White or Thompson, who's going to win it?
2: I think it's going to be White. I mean, Thompson played all right in that final game and then in the playoffs, but I don't know. I mean, he just didn't do anything to say like, oh, like, you know, last preseason they were raving about him. I remember people were even saying, oh, he's coming for Tua's job. He's more (laughs) talented than Tua, this, that, and the third. And when we threw him in at the end, it was kind of just like, I mean, he didn't play terrible, but he also didn't play great, you know. I think, he's, I think Thompson's going to end up being the practice squad quarterback. I mean, they brought Mike White in for a reason. I'm honestly not too high on Mike White. I mean, I watched the game. He did play well in last year. But, I mean, his other starts were just, mm, I mean, and he had some good talent on that Jets roster. I mean, the offensive line wasn't great, but he definitely had some playmakers. So, Well, he had but 62%
0: just, completion percentage and uh, a rating of 75-4. Mhm. Not great. Not great.
2: Yeah. No. Let's just hope that we don't even have to worry about the backup quarterback position this year, right?
0: <laughs> Thompson <laughs> uh 57.1% completion and 62.2 rating. So,
2: yeah, and another thing about Thompson too is like coming out he was supposed to be this dual threat. I mean, I saw the highlights, the kid can run, but for whatever reason him being our last guy available or uh, we just didn't see any of that rushing attack from him in those final two games. And I felt like that could have definitely helped us, especially in that playoff game. Now, I don't
0: know if it it was unfamiliarity with the offense or if he's just slow, but he seemed to have a slow release to me.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, Thompson, it's interesting because, you know, when he practiced that one week where we went up against Minnesota – And unfortunately, he got hurt in the first quarter. He looked pretty good, right? Yep. You know, that was a home game against Minnesota. And he came out firing. I mean, we we assumed going into that game that they were going to run the football a lot. And I mean, that first quarter, they were just throwing the ball all over the place. And they were actually somewhat successful. Mm -hmm. You know, but then you look at the New England game. At the end of the season, the playoff game, it just did not look good at all. I mean, the yeah. offense as a whole just didn't look good. It left kind of a sour taste in your mouth, you know, as you as you watch that game and how he played. Um, listen, the guy has limitations, you know. I mean, he was what?
0: Seventh round pick. Seven.
1: Seventh round pick. I mean, you know, you know what you're getting with that. I mean, I think Mike White was a fifth round pick, wasn't he? I mean, I you don't know, know, these guys you know, to actually even make rosters, you know, being fifth and seventh round picks tells you a lot about, you know, the type of players that they are. I think they're overachievers to both of them. And I think that this competition is going to be very, very interesting in the preseason. Um, you know, I like, I, I like the way Mike White handles himself. You know, that's mm-hmm. the one thing that I did like, you know, it doesn't seem like, Anything bothers him in the least, you know um, Thompson looked like that at times, and then other times he looked like you know looked like he was lost out there, so it's going to be an interesting competition, and honestly i couldn't tell you who's going to win that job. I just don't know. I mean, I think that uh it's going to be a real fun battle to watch another battle
0: that's going to be fun to watch is along the offensive line you've got. <laughs> Eichenberg versus Wynn versus Jones versus Jackson versus ZigBooey and versus Feeney. So you got two spots, two guys fighting for it, and everybody else trying to knock them off. So right now you'd think the starters are Eikenberg and Jackson, uh, but I wouldn't rule out any of the others beating either one of them out. Right? How do you guys see it?
2: Um, I think Isaiah Wynn is definitely going to put up a competition against Austin Jackson. I mean, I'm not sure how much better he's going to be. And then in that left guard position, I really liked how Robert Jones played last year. So I think that's going to be a closer battle to watch. Because if Eichenberg is not playing good in the preseason, I think that they're going to make that change. But I mean, the front office and the coaching staff still seems to be pretty high on both of those guys. So
0: Particularly Jackson.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, ideally, you know, you want Eichenberg and Austin Jackson on the field. And, um, you know, I think inevitably that's what's going to take place. But, you know, the fact that we have some guys that can back up and they have proven that they can be adequate, if not a little bit better than adequate, in Jones and Wynn and even Lamb, right, to some extent at the tackle position um you know you've got a little bit of depth here if in fact these guys play up to you know where they were drafted and um you know that's that's another big question mark across this line the good thing is is that you got three solid players around them um going into the season and as long as armstead's healthy I think we're in pretty doggone good shape. You know, if you have three out of the five guys that are, you know, that are, that are uh, good at their. Pick. I mean, I don't know where Hunt ranked in regard to uh, guards in the league, but I'm sure he was in the, the top half. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the same with Armstead and Connor Williams. So, you know, you've got three above average offensive linemen there. If these other two guys can get to that level, they'll be very good. The offensive line will be extremely solid. Listen, with the naked eye, I watched them last year make a world of improvement across that offensive line. I mean a world of, of improvement. I mean, my goodness, They're, you know, to his first couple of years, I mean there, there were times where right out of the gate, he was just getting blown up. You didn't see an awful lot of that last year. You just didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, they eliminated quite a bit of that. so um, you know hopefully. They get even better this year, and um, those two guys are going to be a key to to that offensive line without a doubt, but I think they'll inevitably be the starters.
2: Yep, and even if we don't end up signing Cook, we still have a little bit of money to play with, and there's a few guys, I mean, that it's worth taking shots on, you know, to bring them and see how they compete. I mean, Dalton Reisner seems like the name that's the most talked about. I'd like to see us give him a shot. I mean, he had a pass blocking grade of, he said, above 70 last year, so.
1: Why is he still out there? That's the question mark.
2: He missed the final game of the season with an elbow injury. I'm not sure how serious that was or where he's at with his rehab, but that's probably why. hmm got it.
0: Pass blocking-wise, Hunt had a 60, 65-3 in his rookie season. The next year he had a 68 3. And last year a 74 4. Nice. Not Sorry, bad. 74 6. So, uh, you know, he's improved every year and there's no reason to think he won't keep improving. He's now, a did big you guy. say
1: pass blocking? Yes. What about run blocking?
0: Why well, you got to bother me?
1: What's that? Well, I mean, I thought it was right <laughs> there in front you. of you.
0: It is. Uh, last year, 74 5.
1: That's not bad at all. Either grade. That's, that's actually pretty solid. So compared to guys that we've had over the last yep. oh, yeah. four or five years, very, very yep. good.
0: So, you know, Hunt's not our problem. He's doing a good job and he's getting better each time he goes out there. So that's what you want to see. Yep. The other position that I think is interesting, and I think you guys will agree, is it's Elliot versus Jones at safety. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to win that job, Chris?
2: I think Elliot, I mean Brandon Jones just got cleared to come back. So I think they're gonna ease him into it. And we talked about it a little bit last week, but yep. I'd like to see us use Brandon Jones in more of situational um maybe even using him as that sub linebacker since That's we're running what I was the, gonna say you three might four see him, now.
0: Yeah. You might see him summit linebacker.
2: Yeah, but he I mean he's a Swiss Army knife to have him in the middle of the field right there where he can cover and then he can blitz at any time being and just it's going to be fun. But I think overall, I think we brought Elliot in for a reason. I think he's going to take that starting safety or the strong safety position.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, they, they went after this kid and, and brought him in. And like, you know, I said it last week, as, you know, Chris just mentioned, you know, they brought, they brought him in for a reason. And I think that he's, he's going to be a better coverage guy back there than, say, a Brandon Jones would be. Um, so yeah, he's probably going to get the start, but I think you're going to see a lot of both of them uh, out there. I mean, if Brandon Jones is healthy, he brings, you know, certain aspects to the game, you know, he brings, you know, he does some things really, really well. You know, he likes to get to the quarterback. He goes after it. He's almost like a linebacker out there, you know, in, in certain packages. So, You know, I think you'll see a lot of them, but, you know, I think Elliott will probably be the guy that, you know, when they, uh, you know, when they put the the, uh, starters out there, per se, you know, at the beginning of games, you know, he's going to be listed as the starter. But but in the end, you know, there's going to be a lot of interchangeable parts, and I think both of them will get a good amount of playing time.
2: Yeah. I'm interested to see how Tyndall comes along this year. Can he catch (laughs)
1: <laughs> can we make him a tight end yeah I mean, there you go you know stick
0: him out there as a receiver that's where we put all our fast guys
1: yeah i mean he's 6'2 230 uh he's a tall guy yeah. um you know he he listen he's a third round pick right i mean we need guys like him right we need guys like him that's right we need him. Third round picks, Third, second, fourth, round, picks. round picks. You want to see those guys develop? Eichenberg, Austin Jackson, Tyndale, Eazy-E, These guys have to start producing. They have to start contributing. Period. That's it.
0: Uh huh. Which position battle are you looking forward to the most, Chris?
2: Actually, the tight end. I mean, I think Smythe is going to be the starter, but that second string. I mean. I really liked what Elijah Higgins said coming out of college. I mean, I was watching the interviews and he's ready to do whatever. And watching his highlights, I mean, when he gets the ball, he's like the complete opposite of Gaseki. I mean, he's running through guys. He's pretty fast too, so I wanna see, want to see yeah, I want to see see what we can do with Elijah Higgins.
1: Well, yeah, he's so you know, he's down on that depth chart yeah. behind –
2: but, yeah, but that, that, that doesn't can change mean in 2 anything. weeks. Yeah, yeah, that
1: can change in an absolute heartbeat. I mean, you know, he the guys that he has in front of him in Sorbert, I mean, I don't know anything about him, and Tyler Croft's been around for a while. I mean, you know, he was a pretty solid tight end at one point in his career, but I mean, he's how old is he? 30? I mean, he's up there. Yeah, both of these I guys mean, have played over 5 seasons, so I mean, yeah, Tyler Croft's been around, I mean, God, forever.
0: Well, it's, it's good insane. that they have experience. I mean, you you like that. The question is, can they play?
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, he was drafted uh, in 2015, Tyler Croft. So he's going into his eighth season this year. Um, you know, the thing about that tight end position is, is that, as you mentioned, Chris, I mean, Higgins... It is an in- interesting guy, you know. I mean, if he if he comes out and he plays well, and in, in, and I haven't heard anything about him in regard to camps or anything at this point. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of you know the camp right now, and um, you know going into the preseason games, you know how they use him because six uh, three, two hundred and thirty five pounds, that's nice size, you know. And if he's got speed, you know, he could be an interesting guy to watch.
0: Yep. I mean, you know, they make these decisions. I'm sure gradually. You know, uh, they've got to show in contact. You know, when they when they have their contact opportunities, which aren't often in the in the preseason, right? You know? mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, it it could take a little while for for some of these positions to shake out, but they will, and, and hopefully, you know, they decide on the best player at each position. You know, to start, which is I'm sure their objective. Sometimes easier said than done.
1: Mm -hmm. right
0: you know because some guys are aren't good practice players you know they're better game players and other guys you know practice great and don't show it on the field when they get there you know so they got to sort all that stuff out
2: Mm -hmm. do you guys think igbenagany makes this roster i think it's doubtful yeah
1: yeah i mean it it, you know what this is what it'll depend on without a question of a doubt the health of some of these other guys right i mean if Williams comes back, and in Williams I mean um, – true, Trill. Trill, okay. And if Needham comes back or they expect him back, then – Go ahead.
0: What no, I wouldn't count on Needham anytime soon.
1: Yeah. Well, it, you know, Mike, we don't know. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to start the season with us, but if they feel that he's making uh, really good progress and that he's going to be on the field at some point this year, you, know, you probably won't see Iggy. And again, Trill Williams is another guy. I mean, keep in mind we drafted. I mean, we don't even talk about um, Cam, Cam, Cam Smith, Smith at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he was our highest draft pick, and we we tend to forget about him. Well, all the time. it's
0: not that we forget about him; it's that Howard and, and Ramsey are are your corners, and you know where does Cam Smith fit in as a rookie? You know, right? It's going to depend how much he absorbs and uh, how much he shows on the field. Right. I mean, he, he could be our third, you know, cornerback uh, mm-hmm. off right. the bench. Who knows? But right now, today, you'd have
1: to think it's Kahoot.
2: And it's yeah, interesting. I mean, oh, what were you gonna say? Well, go ahead. No, no. Well, no I was no, go gonna ahead, say guys. it's interesting that Ig is not even on the depth chart. They have Justin Bethel. <laughs> they have Keon uh-huh. Crossen, who you know was all right well, last I mean, year too. So it's. I mean, maybe you know that, that says I, it all I don't right go there. By, Yeah,
0: depth charts this time of year mean nothing Uh because they don't even care what goes on
1: them. Yeah. He's buried, though. He really is. Yeah, of course. Among these corners, I mean, listen, if True Williams comes back and and he's capable, you know, Iggy's not going to be on this roster. I mean, even Justin Bethel is going to probably make the team over him. You know, that's, that's just the way oh, I it agree. is. I agree with you.
0: If they have 10 cornerbacks, he's got to be number nine or 10.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was last year, and that was before the addition of Ramsey and nope. Smith as, nope. a, as a high draft pick and Trill Williams being out. You know, he barely saw the field last year, and now you Here's you've got-
0: the thing, though. They've got Madison coaching him, and we know he's got speed. We know he can run. Mm-hmm. So, if Madison can get some technique into him, you know, between now and the end of camp, you know, he could surprise us and and make the team. But I just, I'm not sure it's happening.
1: He worked with them all last year. And where was he? I mean, you know, it it comes a point where... But it's different in camp. You have more, more individual time in camp. Well, when did Madison come on board? last? He had all last year to work with this damn guy. I mean, you know you see much of the same with him. I mean, at some point, I think Iggy is by far the worst draft pick among all of these guys that we've drafted over the last couple of years, you know, I mean, you know, including Austin Jackson and some of these other guys that are, you know, Eichenberg, so on and so forth. I mean, those guys are somewhat capable. I mean, Iggy hasn't proved anything, even with the injuries. I mean, you know, with Jones being out all last year, right, Iggy... Iggy being a, a first round pick. I mean, that was the whole thought process in in drafting him, and he's going into his fourth year now, right? I mean, this is going to be his fourth season. I mean, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, I'm very down on that guy. You know, I just don't see it. You know, they see him on the field, Mike, and a big smile comes <laughs> comes upon the quarterback. Yeah, I know. And the wide I, I've seen it. <laughs> You've but seen the smiles. I've huh?
0: seen the smile. Yeah, you can see it through the face mask. Yep. So, so we'll see. All right, guys, that was fun.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Thanks for joining me, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, I'm not sure when we're going to be back either—later this week or, or mid next week. Uh, we'll see. But uh, until then, fins up, everybody.
2: Fins up.
1: Fins up, doll fans.
0: Cast network.